Hi, I'm Richard Fox and you're listening to Messages of Hope. I'll never forget the day when I heard that she was dead. It was one of the, the sudden tragic deaths, you know, where there's no warning. I was about to be in a whole world of pain and I had this deep sense that my life was about to change forever. The pain of losing a loved one is never easy. When it's sudden, it seems extra hard to deal with. At some point, people will often say, it's time to get over it and move on. But why should we have to get over those who mean so much to us? My guest today is Stephen Schultz. As a pastor, he's comforted a lot of people in their grief. But the experience he's about to share with you took him by complete surprise. It will always be one of those days I'll never forget. I was driving home from work in peak hour. I was speaking to my wife on the phone. She was already home getting tea ready. Without warning, our conversation was interrupted. I heard some sort of commotion. There was an anguished cry, a clatter of something dropping, and, and then the call just cut out. I had no idea what had just happened. I, I tried to call her back a number of times. Got nothing. Tried my 20-year-old son, whose voice I thought I'd heard when the call got cut off, but couldn't reach him either. Then I tried my, my 18-year-old, but still nothing. Kept trying them all in turn as I was willing the traffic to move faster. I was weaving in and out. I, I don't think I earned any rewards for driving that day. Eventually, my wife called back. and She told me I had to pull over. She refused to tell me anything until I'd pulled over. I knew something was very, very wrong, but I had no idea what and I had this deep sense of impending dread that my life was about to change forever. I managed somehow to get off at an exit, and before I'd even really stopped the car, I said, tell me, what's happened? She sobbed. She could barely get it out and said, it's Lily. Lily is dead. It was so not what I was expecting. And my first reaction, yeah, it was one of relief. My wife, she was okay. My boys were okay. But my dog, she was dead. My dear dog Lily, our seven-year-old golden retriever, she was dead. My youngest son had been walking her. She'd spotted a cat and as she often, so often did, she chased after it. But this time it was onto a road and in the path of an oncoming car. The driver didn't stop. He left her for dead, left my son to on his own to deal with it. I got home as quickly as I could, and I couldn't think of Lily yet. My first thought was for my son. I found him and hugged him, checking that he was okay, telling him it would be okay. And now my thoughts turned to Lily. I mean, where was she? She wasn't home. I couldn't see her. Was she still beside the road? I had to find her. I had to see her. I had to do something. I was about to get in the car again when another car arrived along with my oldest son. Some people had stopped to help and, and they had Lily in the back of their car. I gently lifted her out and that's when the grief really hit me. There I was holding her lifeless body and yeah, I didn't feel relieved anymore. I lowered her to the ground, I knelt beside her. I couldn't engage with the kind people who'd helped. I, I wanted to, but all I could do was barely say thank you before they left. I carried her out the back and, and straight away I started looking for a place to bury her. I mean, it wasn't rational, I knew that, but I couldn't stop myself. I had to find a place, the right place. 
She wasn't just a dog to me. She was family, and she was my friend. Finally, I found a place, and I just started digging. It was tough work, not the easiest of grounds. I paused, and I went to fetch my youngest son, and I got him to help, because I needed his help, and I, and I knew that he needed to help. We lay our dear Lily in her grave, and we covered her over. I can tell you I hated putting that dirt on her. It was like admitting that I'd failed her. I didn't want to lose sight of her. We gathered as a family. We, we said some words and a prayer. It's not my finest work as a pastor, I'll admit that. Barely a few hours had passed since that call. But it felt like so much more than that. You're listening to Messages of Hope. The grief of losing someone we love can leave us feeling empty, alone and even guilty. Grief is a unique experience for each one of us. But as Stephen found out, there are some common themes we can all learn from. As a pastor, I'm no stranger to grief, just not my own. I've done many, many funerals and I thought I could empathise with others in their grief. thought I could understand what they were going through, but I don't reckon I had any real idea... You see, the grief I experienced at the death of Lily completely blindsided me. All my grandparents, they've died, some other family members and friends. And yeah, I miss them, but I tell you, this loss seemed to be so much more personal. Lily, she'd been part of my daily life. The, the routine on my day off, I loved that, was to go for a long walk in the forest with her. This time was always healing to my soul as I watched her bound from one thing to another, usually a kangaroo if she could find one, with the absolute joy of life. And the sense of losing this time and all the other experiences with her, you know, that was just breaking my heart. Everything I knew about grief in theory was suddenly being played out for real in my thoughts and feelings. I'd been able to keep grief pretty much at arm's length in the past, but now it had reeled me in. I didn't feel I had the right to feel the sense of loss that I did, the right to grieve or allow others to see my grief. I mean, she was just a dog. I needed to get over it. Others go through much, much worse. But I couldn't. I still functioned in my life, but it hurt so bad. I felt I was betraying her memory by carrying on as normal. For those first days, I went to her grave, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. I revisited the forest where we'd spent those hours together. The first time I sobbed the whole time as I retraced our familiar path. I felt like such a goose, but I had to do it. I went back a second time to place a tennis ball at a favourite spot. Not even sure why I did that. Don't know if the ball's still there, or if some other random dog has it. Kind of hope so, but I haven't been back since. I was very guarded about who I shared my grief with. I didn't expect others to understand or care. I learned through this that it doesn't matter if it's a pet or a friend or a partner. Grief is grief. You can try and keep your distance, but someday it's going to come up close and personal and you'll have to deal with it as best you can. It's now been eight months since Lily's death. In that time, I couldn't say I've fully dealt with my grief. I don't think you ever do. But my grief's certainly been dealing with me. 
I knew enough before this happened to realise you don't get over the death of a loved one, but you do get used to it. I won't get over Lily because I've made a conscious choice not to. Her memory is too precious for that. See, what we shared is too precious for that. Why should we have to get over those who mean so much to us? <laughs> I won't do it. And I don't reckon God wants us to do it either. The God I believe in values life, even the furry variety, and he'll see to it that life has the last word, not death. Life has returned to a new normal, though I must say in those early days I couldn't believe how it ever could. I still miss Lily terribly, and I do still wander down to her grave on occasion and shed a tear or two, and I imagine the day will come when I get back to the forest. This time has helped me to appreciate again that you can't take someone else's grief and they can't take yours. Grief is grief. But God is there in our grief. And I reckon he weeps with us. We now have a new dog. And the emotions of working through that, well, that's another story. We went for another golden retriever. We just love the breed. We wanted a girl. It turns out we got a boy. Charlie. I tell you, he's not Lily. But he doesn't have to be. He's part of our new normal, which includes tracking down missing shoes that he's carted off to the garden. But it's funny how none of us seem to mind that. I think we all realise how much he's helped us with our grief. He's helped us to see that life can go on. And I reckon God would be happy with that. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about coping with grief, go to messagesofhope.org.au or for a free booklet titled Take Heart in Your Grief, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Richard Fox from Messages of Hope. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope. Real Hope to cope with life's challenges.